The Heinemann Podcast is a production of Heinemann Publishing. Heinemann is a provider of resources written by real teachers for real classrooms. Heinemann values teachers as decision makers and students as curious learners. Discover the path to lifelong professional learning at Heinemann.com. Heinemann, dedicated to teachers. Feedback can sneak up on you in the most unlikely of places. For Cornelius Minor, it came from a former student at a laundromat. I'm Brett from Heinemann, and on today's podcast, we're continuing our series of conversations with Cornelius Minor. Cornelius is a frequent keynote speaker and lead staff developer at the Teachers College Reading and Writing Project in New York, where he works with teachers, school leaders, and communities to support literacy reform in cities. In his work, Cornelius not only draws on his years teaching middle school in the Bronx and Brooklyn, but also on time spent skateboarding, shooting hoops, and working with kids. He's also currently writing his first book for Heinemann. On a recent Saturday morning, Cornelius bumped into a former student while doing his laundry. As Cornelius explains, the meeting quickly became a lesson on feedback and love. I, I ran into this kid, uh, Nate, in the laundromat. And if you know anything about Brooklyn, none of us have washer dryer in our apartments. Yeah. So like all of Brooklyn <laughs> goes to the laundromat on Saturday morning and you're just kind of hanging out. And, and Nate comes in and Nate, um, you know, he was like, yo, it's minor. And he like ran over to me and um, and he kind of said in his excited Nate way, he was like, you know, I've been to, and, and by the way, Nate's like in his 20s. So like, it's been a while. Like it's been a while. And he comes in, he's like, you know, man. Like, I just want to tell you, man, I, I love you and like, I love what you did in the class. And I'm thinking to myself, if you can imagine this kid is like tattooed up, he's like, you know, tough guy. And um, and, I'm, and Nate wasn't the kind of kid then that talked about love. And he certainly yeah. didn't look like the kind of kid now that would be <laughs> in a laundromat talking about love. And so it really struck me when he used the word love. And so I'm like, well, you know, thanks. I'm here waiting on my socks. <laughs> so like, um, and, and, um, and so, um, so if you want to like hang out, like we can hang out cause I got 42 minutes left on the dryer. Yeah. And he's like, and let me tell you what I loved about your class. He's just like, you know, what I loved about your class is like when I came in, you were teaching something and, and you would teach in this way where you would name the things and you would have us try the things. And, and when I came in and it didn't work for me, you changed it. And that got me thinking, I was like, whoa. So Nate, like the way he read love wasn't emotional. Mm -hmm. The way that Nate felt love was just like, this guy needed to do a thing for me and he did it. Yeah. That just got me thinking. I was like, so how am I loving the kids I'm with now? How am I loving the teachers that I'm with now? Like, what does love look like? Yeah. Especially if I only got 42 minutes, yeah. you know? Um, and so, so I, I was like, well, I don't know the answer to that question, but maybe Nate knows. And so like, I, <laughs> so like I asked him to keep talking and Nate got real specific with like the things that I did, you know, 10 years ago made him feel loved. And so but the, going back to that one thing, he's just like, yeah, that you were always willing to change the class if it would help me to learn better. And um, and and he's like, and we saw you doing that. And sometimes it was crazy. And sometimes we didn't know why you changed it. But like, but after a while, I knew that you must have changed it for some kid or, you know, for one of us. And so I think the first way that we communicate love in any classroom space is that kids need to know that if what I'm doing ain't working, that I'm willing mm -hmm. to change it. Yeah. And so that idea of flexibility that like that this curriculum is not written in stone, it's 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 malleable like clay, you know, and that this curriculum will take the shape of the container that I put it in yeah. um, is really, really 
really important. Um, Nate went on to talk about, he was just like, you know, you were really funny, you used to tell jokes, but then you knew when it was time to get serious. You also knew when it was time to like listen to us. And as he kept talking, I realized that like the second thing that really qualified love for Nate was that love is not just in like the what I teach and the mm-hmm. passion that I bring to it, but it's in kind of my positionality and the rapport that I build with students. And that's something that we kind of know. But then to hear a kid say that, yeah, you know, the way that you talk to us, the way that you like helped us to see you and see the content, like I knew that you love me. And, and so that's that's a cool kind of thing. Yeah. You know, that yeah. um, and so, you know, one of the things that I'm always thinking about now that I work with teachers is like what specifically does a teacher have to do to achieve that kind of yeah. rapport? Um, and this is all Nate. This is not yeah. me. Because, again, I'm, like, sitting waiting <laughs> on my socks. And so I'm just asking this dude to tell me. And um, and one of the things that he said was just, like, you know, that you always asked us how we were doing or you always asked us about our lives. And then you would bring it back up later on. Oh, wow. You know, or if a certain if a lesson had a certain part to it, you would, like, talk about how, like, oh, this part of the lesson, like, it's Nate's part of the lesson. Mm-hmm. And so you would name parts of the lesson after us if you knew that we would be good at that part. Or you would name parts of the strategy after us. And, and, I, and I do remember, I'm like, there would be certain charts in the room and it'd be, like, Nate's chart or, you know, yeah. or Sam's chart. Yeah. And, um, and he's like, why'd you do that? I'm like, well, because I knew that, that would be a strategy that worked for you. So I'd put your name on it. Like, you know, yeah. <laughs> um, but he's just like just that idea of ownership. Um, another thing that teachers can do really specifically to kind of really get at that rapport, that positionality um, is to to ask the community to invest in the classroom. He yeah. was just like, you know, you always used to ask us what we wanted in the classroom. And, mm-hmm. and, and he brought back up. I didn't remember I had this, but like I'm a huge music fan. All the yeah. kids, of course, love music. And and. And my, I have snobbish taste in hip hop. So like I, um, the kids, you know, they like whatever's on the radio, but like my, my tastes are more refined. And he was just like, but you know, you would put the posters that we wanted. And he's like, I remember, you know, you had like all your like grown up hip hop groups, but then you put up like, um, so this idea that like they got to bring parts of themselves to the community in a very physical way that like the poster of the group that I like is going to go next to the chart that I'm going to use for writing. And, And so he's like, yeah, that's really, really important. And so like those like little things, I mean, there's so much we could be talking about building rapport forever but um but he's like yeah those little things like really like spoke to me and what's interesting is that like he had so much to say about love he talked about teaching and it's funny to hear a non-teacher yeah um who had you as a teacher talk <laughs> about teaching and he tried his best so he was like you used to talk like this or you used to say things like this and um and, and we're all in the laundromat and now of course everybody's looking yeah. and 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 you know and i'm trying to discreetly take my underwear out of the dryer without nate seeing it and, and so so, so like all of this is happening around us. But um, but as he's talking about teaching, he was just like, you know, your teaching is really clear. Like um, and, and he he cited some specific lessons, but he's like, I always felt like I knew what you were trying to say. Mm-hmm. And it never felt like you were trying to kill me, like with your words or kill me with you. And so this idea that, yeah, like. I might be talking about a complicated thing like theme, or I might be talking about a thing like symbolism, but how do I talk about it in a way where it doesn't feel to kids like I'm trying to kill them with my words? Right. Yeah. Um, you know, you know, we've been talking, one of the things that keeps coming up is this idea that it's not necessarily what we say that kids take away, but it's how we make them feel. Absolutely. Um, that they take away. And so I can't imagine a kid sitting in a classroom and feeling like the teacher's trying to kill me with their words. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that the you know, and so just that reference to language as possible violence really scared me. And yeah, so like I was really absolutely. happy to hear Nate say that, yeah, you know, your words were always like simple and clear and I understood them and you would like help me to understand. And so then I go back to like, well, 
what does clarity mean um, for a teacher every day if I'm trying to do that? And I think for me, clarity means showing that mm-hmm. I can't just say a thing that I got to show it. So anytime I am teaching a kid something, I want to make sure that I'm demonstrating that thing in front of mm-hmm. them, or I'm going to make sure that I'm holding it and I give them an opportunity to hold whatever it is, or I'm giving them an opportunity to try the concept. Um, and then that kind of clarity also leads me to, you know, Wiggins's idea of transference, mm-hmm. um, that, that again, I've got to make sure that whatever I teach sticks to the kid. Yeah. And, and so that I can teach a thing and watch a kid do a thing and then change the context <laughs> and then watch a kid do the thing again in a different context just to ensure that that transference happens. And so that little extra teacher step that like, yeah, I love you because I'm clear and because I want to make sure that what I like have taught you, you can do it in multiple contexts. I think, and I don't know if Nate would ever say this, but I think one of the things that happens is that kids lose trust in our teaching because when they try it in different contexts that are not the classroom, mm-hmm. it doesn't work. Yeah. You know, like it's one thing to teach in a sanitized environment like a classroom, but then when I got to take this writing strategy on the road or when I got to take this reading strategy on the road, if it fails me, that erodes the trust that I have in my teacher. Yeah. You know, and so then I've got to be able to say in the classroom, while we're in this safe, sanitized environment, I'm going to teach you how to do this thing safely. And then I'm going to mess around with the context and kind of introduce some trouble and see if you can do it again while there's trouble present. And so really kind of speaking to kids in those like clear ways, like I think that can go like miles in a classroom. And then the last thing that really stuck with me from what Nate said, and this is the thing that I continue to think about right now, I'm, I'm actually about to start a new unit um, with a group of teachers and some students. And Nate talked about the idea of feedback. He didn't name it as feedback, but he's like, man, you used to talk to us. <laughs> like, remember when you used to come to the desk and talk to us? I'm like, yeah, I remember when I used to do that. Like, um, you, know, like, like, and, um, you know, and it's just funny that he remembers my conferences in that yeah. way. You know, remember when you used to come to the desk and talk to us. But the idea that, you know, so many times we conflate feedback and grading. Mm-hmm. And that those yeah. two are not the same. That's true. Yeah, that that me marking with my pen at the top of your notebook or at the top of your page doesn't mean that I've given you feedback. You know, that 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 the work we ask kids to do requires so much public sacrifice yeah. that my feedback has to match that emotional effort. Absolutely. You know, it can't just be a number scrawled across the top of a page. Yeah. And so I've been thinking a lot about how... I put feedback in conversations and then mm-hmm. I figure out how to record those conversations. So either through conferring notes or, you know, use of technology. But I think if a teacher is to communicate love in 42 minutes, one of the ways that we got to do that is by embracing feedback and embracing feedback that feels social and connected to the kid and specific and timely. So I'm thinking about, you know, so yeah, Nate, like the way that you did this thing right here, like where you added all of these cool noticings about, you know, the character's emotional state, like you just noticed, like when he switched feelings after his mom, like, you know, like that attention to detail really makes you a strong reader. But beyond that, like, I now know why people love you so much because it probably makes you a strong friend. You know. Do you think that feedback, we need to work on that as teachers amongst each other first so that oh. we can get our place, our, we can get ourselves to a good place where we're doing better with our own feedback yeah. so that we can do better giving it to our students? For sure. You know, and one of the things that every time people like kind of think about, should we do this thing as teachers before, mm. like an immediate before. Yeah. So like, I think sometimes we get caught up in kind of the preparation As teachers, where I am certainly a member of the cult of preparation, where it's much easier to prepare for a thing than to actually do the thing, you know, and so (laughs) I want to make sure that like, yeah, so if we prepare or we practice feedback, that we do it two minutes before class starts Mm -hmm. Um, and then we go do it, you know, we go try it, you know, I don't want to. 
ever sit in a staff meeting or in professional development where I'm practicing feedback that I never deliver. So mm-hmm. if I'm in professional development, I'm practicing feedback, I want to be able to give the feedback next period. Or if I'm in professional development and I'm practicing feedback after school, I want to be able to give the feedback tomorrow morning. Mm-hmm. And so that the turnaround is really like quick. I often think about like when I'm and I'm getting trying to get good at so much stuff right yeah. now. You know, I think um as I grow older, like I see more mm-hmm. and, um, and I'm realizing that my teaching has to shift as a result of what I see that I practice a thing. Um, and then I, sometimes I invite other people to come see me, like not even in like a formal kind of way, but yeah. like, Hey, Brett, you're in a building today. Like, can you just come through? Like, I just need you for five minutes. I want you to watch me do this thing. I think it might be cool. But like, I'm like, I'm like, um, but, um, but just having that kind of rapport, like, yeah. um, that's really helped me to kind of build my kind of my, my love skill set, I guess. Yeah. You know, so when I'm thinking about the things that communicate love, according to Nate, it's this understanding that we can build classroom experiences around children. You know, this idea that we can do like, really deliberate relationship building mm-hmm. the the notion that we might engage in really clear and transferable teaching and then finally that idea of feedback so if i were to take those four things yeah that could be a totally cool agenda for practice yeah that i might like take those four things and i might study them in pd really fast and then go do it or i yeah. might invite a few friends over and then do it in a classroom um one of the things i've been doing with my iphone is i know this is crazy but i've just been videotaping myself so yeah. i go right into selfie mode And like I do a thing and then I videotape myself and I just watch it, you know, and I let kids know what I'm doing. I think kids really respect um, when their teacher's trying to get better. You know, there was one day where I had a staff developer come in and watch me teach um, and she was giving me live feedback. Um, And and I was really embarrassed at first because I was like, oh, man, the kids are going to see that I'm getting feedback from my friend and and they're going to think less of me. But as soon as she left, there was they were like, you know, you're trying to get better for us. Yeah. And um, and I thought that that was a really cool way to see it, that they all were like kind of honored. Yeah, that's incredible that I was trying to get better for them. And that's exactly like what we want to do. And so, yeah, loving people is messy. It's messy outside of school. It's messy Mm -hmm. in 42 minutes. But um, but I think those four things um, or at least Nate thinks that those four things (laughs) are the things that really kind of stuck. I think Nate might have a future as a teacher. Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell him next Saturday. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's all the time we have for on today's podcast. My thanks to Cornelius Minor. Be sure to follow Cornelius on Twitter via at Mr. Minor. Be sure to also check out our other podcasts in this series of conversations. We've been getting a lot of feedback from you and we'd love to hear your thoughts. And maybe if you have ideas for more conversations in this series, this is our fourth conversation of five. We'll be releasing more over the next couple of weeks, but be sure to go back and listen to the others. Be sure to also subscribe for more podcasts and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Plus, you can get a daily teacher tip right on your phone directly from Heinemann Authors by downloading the Heinemann Teacher Tip app. All this and more on Heinemann.com. Thanks for listening.